Welcome to Becoming Whole, a weekly show designed for men, women, and families seeking to draw nearer to Jesus as they navigate topics like sexual integrity, relational healing, spiritual health, and so much more. If you long for more of Jesus in these sensitive and important areas of life, join us on the journey towards becoming whole. We just experienced Advent and Christmas, and as we talked about before, the holidays, we talked about how Advent is a time of waiting, it's a time of anticipation, and now we're kind of turning the corner. We're, we, we definitely still bring a sense of anticipation into the new year, but we're kind of interested today in exploring a little bit about what is, how do we bring those desires, those anticipations and waiting from Advent into the new year? What kinds of hopes do we have? What kinds of desires do we have? What hopes and desires does God have for us? So we're going to kind of unpack that today. I'm, and I'm glad we are, Kit, because I, I um, both because I think we're in, we've been in a season, uh, all, all of us in, in a place of like, man, wh- where do we hope now? What can we hope for? People have been talking about, you know, I'm just so glad to be done with 20. I'm looking forward to being done with 2020. And other people are saying like, yeah, 2021 may not be much better. Um, <laughs> yeah. But the other the other reason I'm glad that we're talking about this is because I, I personally have been, have been being challenged, if I can put it that way, um, for the last several months and some of the personal work that I've been walking through with paying attention to the, the reality of how I, am, I have a level of being crippled in my own willingness to desire. And because desire, um, it, it, it's all in that ballpark of, am I willing to hope Am I willing to hope? And, um, and I can see in my life places where I really pull back from hope because what if, what if it doesn't happen? Um, what if things turn out badly? So I'm, I'm eager to hear what, where this conversation is going to go. Yeah. Yeah. Hope is a really interesting thing. You know, it isn't expectation. We've talked about that before. It isn't like this, 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 and this. It's more this deeper sense of um, hope in God and who he is and what he has. And so as we think about that, um, you know, let's think in context of um, our hope being a larger thing, not just for this certain thing or this certain outcome, but more like, um, and so my spiritual director, who is really a gift to me, um, asked me, she said, you know, when you think about um, your life right now, your hope, your desire, like we just went into a time of reflection and silence. And she asked me to just share with her any words that came to me. And um, I would love to invite people to do that, you know, to have some time with God where they just sit and say, Lord, what are my desires for this new year? What is my hope for this new year? what are your hopes and desires for me this year? And because hmm. when that aligns, that's when life gets really exciting as my favorite mentor author, Ruth Barton says. <laughs> and so, you know, just to, when, so when I did that, the words that came uh, that I've been unpacking ever since were uh, peace, quiet, margin, and love. And they kind of came pretty quickly. I didn't like, I didn't like, um, evaluate them. I didn't think, well, that's not a good one or that's, you know, I, they just kind of came quickly. (laughs) So that's probably a word of encouragement. You know, don't, don't second guess yourself. Just let them come. So in, in, 
when you say like they came quickly and just let them come, I, what I'm understanding you saying there, I want to check this with you is um, you, you trust them. You trust that these really are some deep desires of your heart, not necessarily something rooted in a specific event. Like, you know, peace came up um, and, and maybe you were thinking, oh, I really hope this is a you know peaceful Christmas dinner this year, peaceful, more peaceful in the streets than last year in the, in the United States, whatever. Um, but, but I think, I think what you're saying is, well, whatever happens with those things, those circumstances, those specific events, that when that came up, it was a sense that I, I, whatever comes, I want peace. That's what I'm hoping for. Yeah. And it's been a, that was the first word. And that's the word I've spent the most time trying to understand. It's been interesting because you can be like, oh yeah, peace. Yeah. Yeah. I want peace. Yeah. Peace is good. But (laughs) to sit with peace and to ask God and to imagine, imagine, really imagine what does peace look like in my life? So are you saying like, even as, as you felt those words rise up in you, part of what you're, you've been doing with, at least with the word peace so far is, is even beginning to pay attention to what, if, if this word came from my heart, what did my heart mean? Yeah, exactly. That's a big part of it. And then the other part of it is, um, how do, so if I want this in my life and God wants this in my life, then how do I notice it? Hmm. How do I pay attention for it? How do I not miss it? So yesterday I had the the fantastic opportunity to go out in the woods in the snow. And I don't really, I'm not really crazy about cold weather, um, but it was so beautiful, the snow. And I went out by myself and it was so beautiful. And I remember looking at the creek and listening to the creek, and watching the snowfall and think, thinking to myself, now this is peace. Hmm. You know, and so it was just a moment where I noticed it. So I think God kind of gave me the word. I've been trying to incorporate it into my own heart, open it up some, and then pay attention. So, um, you know, and that's a different way, isn't it, to approach um, a new year than we normally might with resolutions, for example. Yeah. So tie that back into hope for yeah. me, because, you know, yeah. like one of the things that you talked about with, um, and we didn't, we didn't do a podcast on this, but, you know, Advent is a season of waiting, of anticipating, um, and there, and it's pregnant or meant to be pregnant with hope. Um, Kit, so, so tie what you're talking about with together, uh, with hope, that idea of hope, like you had mentioned just now, you mentioned, um, one aspect of, of, of what you're seeking is, is, is just a sense of, of noticing, um, noticing where there's peace for example so but how how do how does that play into as we think about this virtue of hope or the Mm -hmm. the goodness of hope how does how do those connect so when i um am uh my heart is you know embracing this idea that you know god wants peace for me i want peace for me there's something in this current time for me where pursuing understanding having my heart open to peace is going to be important and so when i was out by the creek and i'm listening to the water and watching the snow and i'm feeling this peace there is hope like i am i am experiencing in that present moment uh the reality of peace and the sense of 
a contentment in my heart. Well, if I'm feeling a sense of peace and contentment in my heart in the present moment with snow and the water, that's hopeful. Hmm. That's hopeful. Hmm. That's not putting my hope in, um, you know, well, when this happens in this situation, or but it's hope in the present moment and in what God's doing in my heart. And, um, and that brings a very deep sense of hope that can cover the rest of your life. Hmm. Yeah, there's, there's something in, um, so as people study the kind of the characteristics and attributes of God, uh, two competing words that I think both come in into this. One is uh, God's imminence, mm-hmm. meaning that he's incredibly near to us in the minute details of our lives, the, the, the smallest movements of our heart toward or away from him. Um, the other word is transcendence, that, mm-hmm. that God is not, um, he is not uh, kind of tossed here and there, like in our lives, like we are, he transcends space and time and, and is, and can be present to us in all moments. And um, uh, so this particular moment that may feel so dire uh, he, he transcends it and, and is working into it and through it and from it, something beyond what we are just currently experienced. Cause we're, we're lost in it. We are, you know, we are in this moment. And so part of what I hear you talking about is, is, is cultivating a union with God who is both intimately aware of where we are uh, emotionally, physically, et cetera. And also who, who can help us to, to enter into the goodness of his transcendence, transcendence, which can include his sovereignty to work through this difficult time to make of it something better and, and to help us to endure through and, and carry us through it. And, and then also, this is, I think maybe specifically where you're speaking that um, even to help us in that moment to, to notice and receive the good that is still here, that it, that his goodness is bigger than this present moment. There is something even in this present moment that is, that is good and beautiful. Um, yeah. And I had a conversation with someone yesterday that was such a great conversation about what is, what does it mean? What do we mean by divine love? And we, as we continue to talk about it, it was like, you know, so in that moment, feeling that peace, being aware of God's word to me about peace and taking that in, like that was a, that was a um, example of his divine love. You know, like, hmm. right? So if we have eyes to see these ways that God is moving and and revealing himself to us, like he was showing me, it, like, this is personal. I'm here. This is my love. And that's hopeful. Hmm. That's good. Yeah. So, so the, the, the there's this, this confluence of, of imminence and transcendence there. I mean, of God's it's not just God being near to what we are experiencing. If we're suffering or going through a difficult time, it's also the nearness of God bringing us, you know, he, he, he places a little piece of beauty, a little moment of silence, a little something for us in the midst of it. He's, he's not just passively observing or kind of like aware of what we're experiencing. He is, he is still giving of himself, giving his good gifts to us in that moment. Um, you know, and sometimes go ahead. Please go ahead. Well, I was just, I was thinking about um, uh, John Eldridge's um, past uh, colleague in ministry and good friend, um, uh, whose name is Craig McConnell, who has passed away now. 
uh, walked through it and I'm speaking out of line cause I don't know the man at all, but I, I was so moved as he was talking about his own battle with cancer, um, went through a really difficult season of cancer. It went into remission and then came back hard. And in any case, at one point I remember listening to him talk about, um, one of the lowest moments that he was in just excruciating pain in the hospital, crying out to God. And he heard the Lord say to him in that moment, um, as he cried out to him, it was a command and the command was love. Mm. And, um, and so Bart explained or not Bart Craig explained in that moment that he, he, you know, he, he can't do much at all. Yeah. He's in pain, but he just entered into, he began praying for people. Um, wow. And I just think, you know, that, I mean, that might sound like a diversion from this, but where I see it, it in lines we're talking about is God was in the moment with mm-hmm. him in his pain and inviting him into something very Christ-like. Um, so even, cool. even though, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, using even that moment to, yeah. to grow him, change him, meet him. Um, and I was struck when you were talking to Josh, I was looking at these four words again, you were talking and I was thinking, Oh gosh, peace, quiet, margin, love. If we, if, if we're too busy, if we're too distracted, if we don't have peace or quiet or margin, we're not going to experience his love. It's going to be very hard for us to see all the many ways that he loves mm-hmm. us. Like even in, in that moment with your with this guy you're talking about, like that was God loving him because he knew that the one thing he could could give this man at that moment was if he spoke that to him and he start, began to pray for others, that that would do something for this man that mm. he did at the moment. So, yeah. Yeah. So paying attention to you know, slowing down, quieting down, listening, and, and see the hope that God has for us in ways that we would miss otherwise. The other reality of the other, other thing, I think that, I mean, busyness is one piece. I think the other, <clears throat> you mentioned this at the beginning, uh, are we willing to, to release our grip on the specifics of what we're hoping for? Yeah. Um, you know, if I'm, for example, I, I, I mentioned, you know, maybe you were hoping for a, you know, peaceful Christmas dinner or, you know, for there to be less, uh, division in our culture next year, et cetera, et cetera. Well, so if that's you, if you're listening and you're thinking, gosh, you know, my hope this year is I, I, I want COVID to end or I, or I want to find a spouse or I want my marriage to be healed or I, I want to stop acting out in the ways that I've been acting out or whatever your list of hopes might be. The other question under that might be, and what's the deeper hope? What it, um, we have so many temporal hopes and those are important. I'm not saying to dismiss those, but often if we will follow those deeper, we'll find um, larger, uh, even more powerful hopes in us, longings in us that are very important. Um, and uh, I mean, I, and, and it's not, I think there's sometimes where we hold so tightly to the specific things. This is what I want for Christmas, so to speak. Yeah. This is what I want for the new year that we can miss uh, the, the gifts that God is giving and, and the deeper, the deeper longings that he wants to tend to in us. Um, I'm trying to walk attention there because I'm not trying to, to dismiss the, mm-hmm. the very real hopes we have for yeah. I mean, everything I just mentioned are really important things. So, but I think it's, I think you raise a good point that we mistakenly and understandably look to circumstances or people, you know, to deliver hope. 
And they, they really can't. They might deliver a certain moment of it, but God's the one who wants to deliver this much deeper, more profound hope to us so that, you know, when circumstances are not what we want and when people disappoint us because they will, that we won't lose hope. And, and I, I feel that here there's an opportunity, I think, and I think this is a cultural moment, an opportunity for the, for the Church of Christ right now um, to, to re- I mean, there is so much shaking in our culture. And, and I think the shaking that, that is bringing a lot of suffering, a lot of difficulty for us, and, it, and I'm not saying it's not real, it is real. But a lot of it is, is because we have these idols in our lives, these false gods that we are clinging to, uh, one of them being comfort. Yeah. And, oh, and our comfort is disrupted right now mm-hmm. and it hurts, mm-hmm. but can we, re- can we release our, our small C comforts and place our hope for comfort in the God of all comfort? Um, and here I, I think of, um, uh, one of my board members sent me a, a meditation, uh, done by Charles Spur- Spurgeon on Psalm 91. And there's this, uh, there's, it's a beautiful, the whole thing's beautiful, but there's some powerful stuff here that he says, and I want to read it for us. He says, it is not because we are perfect or highly esteemed among people. He, uh, he says, men, I'll, I'm going to, I'll just read directly. It is not because we are perfect or highly esteemed among men that we can hope for shelter in the day of evil, but because our refuge is the eternal God and our faith has learned to hide beneath his sheltering wing. And so it's, it's not that we as Christians say, you know, we have hope that God's going to make everything easy for us when things get difficult, but because we're looking for it, in God himself, not in the, in the temporary things. But then he goes on and he, he takes it further. And um, he said, it is, it is impossible that any evil should happen to the man who is beloved of the Lord. The most crushing calamities can only shorten his journey and hasten him to his reward. Ill to him is no ill, but only good in a mysterious form. Losses enrich him. Sickness is his medicine. Reproach is his honor. Death is his gain. No evil in the strict sense of the word can happen to him for everything is overruled for good. Happy is he who is in such a case. He is secure when others are in peril. He lives where others die. And I think this is, this is the hope that we have in, in Christ. Um, and I'm telling it to myself as even as I read it, like this is the hope. It, yes. It lies beyond the, the temporary. It lies, lies beyond our our current troubles. These are very deep things for us to understand and live out, and they're worthy of our yes, right pressing in. You know, but this is these are very hard. I am such a I'm I, I love comfort and control in ways I I don't want to, but I do, and so I'm I'm continually wanting to understand and be released from that. So these are these are lifelong. Uh, journeys, but 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 they are really for our good and for God's glory. Yeah, and for the sake of others, it's all of that. Yeah, 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 and 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 I, I think you and I feel this a lot. We you know when we talk about some of the deeper things, it can be easy to feel like some people are going to hear it through kind of a Christian cliche, like you know, just hope in the Lord. We really want to invite you, listeners, wrestle with these things wrestle with God over these things. Mm-hmm. God, you're supposed to be my hope. You're, you know, Spurgeon says that I can hide beneath your sheltering wing. 
I'm struggling to know how that makes a difference right now. Um, but keep coming back, keep coming back. And, and as much as you can release your grip on the idols and your, your specific expectations about how that's supposed to look and see what God places in your hand. And again, I'm talking to myself there. So kid, any last words you'd say about this as we move into this new year, word of a word of hope. I mean, I just think just um, to ask God to, he knows, he knows that we long for comfort. He knows that we struggle with deep sadnesses and that we have strongholds of control. You know, I just, I'm just feeling led right now to just confess that and ask him, you know, Lord, I know, I don't want to be deceived or like, I don't want to um, ever not understand and be humbled by the fact that I have, I struggle with a lot of things and I never want to miss out either about the incredible power God has in my life. So I would Mm. just kind of holding both of those things, acknowledging both those things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, why don't you close us in a, in a, in a prayer in that fashion and then we'll, uh, we'll see everybody in the new year. God, I do just really, uh, Pray for uh, Josh and myself and anyone who's listening that we would um, we would bring our uh, our struggles and our hopes to you, or the tension we find ourselves in with comfort and control and sadness and, and desire for hope and um, and trust in you, Lord. You are there for us. You are always ready to listen to us, to talk to us, to be with us. So I pray that in the course of these next few days and weeks, we would sit with you. We would listen. We would uh, ask, Lord, show me the desires of my heart. Show me where my hope is. Uh, Help me understand and help me to reflect deeper with you about what these things mean in my life. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Becoming Whole. Becoming Whole is an audio ministry of RegenerationMinistries.org. If you would like more information on Becoming Whole, Regeneration Ministries hosts a variety of articles, podcasts, programs, and events to support you on your journey. Until next time, God bless.